Welcome to Two Humans Talking, the podcast that discusses how to stay healthy and present in this modern, fast-paced world. I am Tiffany Sims, your Disney-loving nutritionist and high-performance coach, and I just really enjoy simplifying health so that we can all go live the lives that we want to enjoy. And I'm Chelsea Scroggins, your yoga teacher and motivational speaker, and I enjoy talking about all the things that enhance the life and all the things that make you a better person inside and out. And today, Tiff, I just really want to get to know you a little bit because I don't think I've ever asked your, like, how did you get here? What brought you to become a high performance coach, a nutritionist? Like, why, why are you here? And uh, why did you step into your purpose and, and what brought you to this? You know what I mean? That's, I don't think we've ever discussed this outside of here or even on here. And I just kind of want to know why and who you are. <laughs> minutes in and you just ask, like, I'm crying for those of you who aren't watching on YouTube. Like, I just, I don't know why I just teared up. Like, I don't know. Powerful. I don't think anyone has ever asked. Aww. I don't think that um, my whole life, this isn't part of that story, but I kind of feel like I need to, I want to talk about this feeling that I'm having real quick and acknowledge it before yeah. we dive in. That, that's good. Yeah. Um, my whole life, I have been told I'm too much and that, um, and I came from a family where everyone talks at the same time, not because they're talking over anyone, but that's just how we communicated. Everyone was just talking and listening, right? At, over top mm -hmm. of each other. And when I got, became an adult and got snapped at by coworkers because they thought I was being disrespectful or cutting them off or not listening, I, realized that not everyone communicates that way. And I learned mm -hmm. to be quiet. I would sit on my hands so that my ears would open and my mouth would close. Um, and over time, you know, be more interested in the other person than about yourself. And so I find that in my life, I don't, most people don't actually ask me questions. I'm usually the, I have taken, fallen into the role of being the person who like listens ask more questions and then mm -hmm. provide like it's more like the only time I talk is when I'm like asked what I think or if someone's looking for advice and mm -hmm. I don't know if that's entirely true or fair to say um but in this moment like I don't know that anyone has ever really just other than maybe a therapist along the line like asked me and given me an opportunity to just talk without feeling like I need to be quiet Aw, well, now here is your chance. <laughs> oh, so that kind of made me emotional. So thank you Aww. for genuinely asking and not in a way because you're waiting for it to be your turn. Yeah, no, I really honestly, truly want to know like how you came here, you know, how, how did you come about? What made you step into your purpose and how did you find your purpose and how did you know this was your purpose? Um, so... Tiffany, little Tiffany, like 10 year old Tiffany. Mm -hmm. uh, I probably went on my first diet when I was like 10 or 12. And wow. it wasn't because it was like, you're fat. It was more like, I, my interpretation of it was like, you're pudgy. We need to go on a diet to keep you thin, to make sure that you don't gain weight or become unhealthy. And I can remember being a kid and saying like, I'm hungry, can I have a snack? And being told like, we just ate, there's no way you're hungry. 
or, and so like that turned into like me internally being like, but my belly says I'm hungry. So I would start food under my clothes and going in my room and hiding on the other oh. side of my bed where no one could see me. So like, I would just have piles of wrappers hit behind my bed because I didn't want anyone to know I was eating because yeah. I felt ashamed of it because I wasn't supposed to be hungry, but yet right. I was still hungry. Um, and that developed into like, being so hungry that I would start eating condiments out of the fridge because I could quickly shut the lid if someone came in and shut the door and just be like, oh, I was just looking. Wow. Um, and so I've struggled with my relationship with food for a really long time. Right. And I was always the pudgy kid, which breaks my heart now because when I look back, I was just a normal human being. I just Amen. wasn't. I wasn't a thin person. My brother is very thin. He's very lean. His structure is just mm-hmm. tall and lean. I wasn't right. me. But when, and so like, I was actually going through to put a presentation together and I was trying to find pictures of this chubby kid that I keep talking about. Right. And I cried because I was like, she wasn't chubby. Like she was like, she was just like, she was a kid. Yeah. Like, there are chubby kids. There are skinny kids i was just in the middle right you were and just a regular I, kid doing your thing and, and it was yeah. never enough to like when i got to like be a 150 you know in college i thought i was ginormous because everyone said they were like you know you're supposed to be like 120 pounds at five foot three five foot four and so i thought i was ginormous and when i look at those pictures i'm like why is 150 a dirty word why yeah. is that a dirty number um but anyway so Fast forward, long story short, I struggled with food and eating and constantly on a diet, constantly trying to be smaller than I ever was. And mm-hmm. in that process, over those years, um, I found myself being 213 pounds, um, unable to walk to the mailbox without being winded and sweaty. My body hurt. I was, I have been through every weight loss program, every, I even took my, checked myself into an outpatient eating disorder program when I was diagnosed with binge wow. eating disorder, like my doctors would prescribe things like none of it worked. I just yeah. got bigger and bigger and felt like a freaking failure. Mm-hmm. And, um, it was my best friend's wedding. My best friend from college got married and we're watching her wedding video and, you know, everyone's having a good time. We're having deep dinner. It was either pizza, pasta something because that's what we ate a lot of back then um in our early 20s because you know affordable um that's just true there with dinner whatever that dinner was in my lap and i'm looking at this woman and she had the color dress of the bridesmaids on but i didn't know who she was and this sounds so ridiculous to say but i know someone knows this feeling i know that feeling and i was like who is that yeah like I'm the maid of honor. I know everyone. And then you're like, oh my God, it's me. And I turned, like the face turned and looked at the camera, did not know who she was until I caught her eyes. And I was like, those are my eyes. And in that moment, something clicked inside of me and all of a sudden everything fell into place. I didn't struggle with food. I didn't like, it all just kind of clicked. Um, and I don't want to say didn't struggle with food, but something snapped. 
And I was just like, okay, something has got to change because that person isn't going to make it till 30. Wow. She's make it. And, um, and I was like, and, and also in that moment, it's so funny how fast things can happen in your head. And it takes you like mm -hmm. five hours to explain it to somebody else. Right. You know what I'm saying? Yes. And it's like every doctor, every specialist, every plan that I have tried that the world has told me is supposed to work for me. Mm -hmm. Isn't I have to figure this out my own way. Amen. And so I started learning a lot and I started trying different things. Um, and I swear every time someone would ask me my goal, I'd be making such great progress. And every time someone would be like, oh, what's your goal weight? I'd be like, I don't have one. I just want to be healthy. I just want to be healthy. And all of the experts kept saying, like, if you don't have, if you don't, if you're not specific with your goal, you'll never get there. You're like, you need a metric. You need something to be working for. And I am not lying to you. Every time I put a number on my goal of what I thought other people told me was healthy, I would get Because it's Every so time. much pressure. It's nothing so about pressure. me changed. Wow. Nothing about the way I ate, nothing about the way I worked out, but my body, it stressed my insides out because it was like mm -hmm. to my core. I was like, I don't believe in this number. I'm picking a number out of thin air that validates me to you. Mm -hmm. Back, that's what was happening. I don't know Wait, that I knew that. True. But like, Very true. and so finally, um, I was never, so there, all that happened. Um, in there, I always joke that when people are like, you know, make fun of Disney adults, um, my life started in Disney World, and that sounds completely ridiculous, but I always say like this version of me started in Disney World. Um, the happiest place on earth, they say. <laughs> I guess hey. that's where dreams come true. That's, um, too. <laughs> that's where dreams come true. If you can dream it, you can do it. Like that yeah. is my favorite that's, quote from Walt Disney and that sticks with me through everything. Um, so during that time of me struggling and figuring it out and being my heaviest, I had a friend who um, asked a group of us to do a local 5K with her. And I wasn't a runner. That was my brother. My brother was the runner of the family. Um, you put me on a field hockey field, I could run all day after a ball, no problem. You make me just go run for running, like I'm done in two seconds and did out of breath. Um, but I did it and I was like, okay, sure, why not? That sounds fun. Chelsea, I didn't make it to the end of the parking lot from the start line and I was panting and legit looked at my friend and I was like, how much further do we have to go? We hadn't even gone 0.1 of the 3.1 miles. Wow. And that friend stuck with me the whole, she did not leave. She was a runner. She didn't leave me. We went at whatever I thought I could do. Response. Um, and when we were done, I was so mortified Aww. that I couldn't get to the end of the parking lot. And I felt the way that I did that. I was like, something has to change. And I started, I taught myself how to be a runner and it started with me showing up and being like, all right, I don't care how we get back to this car, but here's the loop. I will jog what I can jog and I will walk what I can't jog. Amen. And it was like five steps at a time. And then I'd be like, okay, I'm gonna walk to that mailbox and try again. And I did that over and over. Um, and my mom, knowing that that's what I had been doing, saw that Disney World had a 5K 
around Halloween time and was like, let's just go do it at a family. Like you've, you've been trying this running thing. Like it seems to be your thing. Let's do that. And let's go trick or treating at Disney world. Okay. Um, and we did it and I had such a great time and it was just, it was magical. And I was so proud. It's on the other wall. Um, I think it's on the, no, it's right here. (laughs) This rubber medallion was the coolest thing I had ever gotten. Mickey's Halloween um, don't even have this event anymore. And this little rubber medallion means more to me than anything I have possessed. Um, and that was the starting point of your whole pivotal journey to where you are now. Yeah. I was good with this Chelsea. Like this was the end goal. And as we were walking around the parks that weekend, people were wearing they're on the there those are on the other wall i don't have one but people were wearing these big medals like heavy medals mm-hmm. finally one like in true tiff fashion i just randomly went up to someone and asked what was around what that was i was like hey what is that i see so many people with it and they're like oh i ran the half marathon and i remember thinking to myself half marathon what's that so we'd walk around a little bit further and i'd see more of them and i'm like what's that and so i asked the next person what's a half marathon and they're like oh i ran 13.1 miles this morning and I'm like, so 13 impressive. miles? Like, who do that on purpose? That's a lot. <laughs> and then I was like, and point one, really? And for anyone who's never run, point, you get it the first time you run a half marathon because you're not done at 13. You were done mm-hmm. at 13. That point one matters. Um, and then we were walking around, and I just remember mauling it over in my head all day long. Like, who would do that on purpose? That sounds miserable. Like, I don't even want to run. I wasn't even running the whole 5K. Like, I was still in a walk-run kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I can't, I wouldn't even run a full 5K on purpose without, like, feel, like wanting to walk. And at and as the day went on, seeing all of these just everyday humans, I looked at my mom so and my brother. Fun. And I was like, I can't come back to Disney until I can do that. Oh, I can't. And they just looked at me and they're like, yeah, okay, Tiff, sure. Like, cause I wasn't a runner. That was your goal. You set your expectation. It took really high. Four years. Wow. Good job though. You did it. Four years later. And I ran my first half marathon in Disneyland. Good job. And that year I ran four half marathons because I wanted to, I closed out the year at the same event that I ran my first 5k in Disney. And I signed up for others in between only because I knew I needed a reason to keep running. Um, Uh And I said that November wouldn't just show up. And then that turned into, huh, I wonder if I can do the 5k in the half marathon. Huh, I wonder if I can do the 10k challenge and half marathon. Huh. which turned into I've done doping now twice, which is 48.6 miles over four days. Never, ever, ever. I have had no desire to run a marathon ever in my life. I still don't. Um, but I had a <laughs> desire to see if I could do all four days. The hard thing. Uh, and so I say all the time, like my life, like this version of me started in Disney World because had that day never happened. I don't know any other scenario where I would have been put in a position to think, I wonder if I can do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's just how it all spiraled because I struggled. And then once I figured out the secret sauce to losing weight and being healthy, um, 
and like I can't not share that with other people um, because I struggled so long and all the expert the expert advice and I'm not shading doctors they they study books but books isn't real life and that's coming from a scientist I have a um, my background I have a bachelor's in biology and biochemistry um, and a minor in environmental studies so that's coming from the scientist who learned everything she knew from a textbook but the real world is not theoretical and that's not how it works mm -hmm. um, losing weight has nothing to do with a meal plan and it has every if someone could have taught me how to eat and not said eat here's a plan I want you to eat this this week and we'll weigh you in next week when you come back like that didn't teach me anything it didn't mm -hmm. teach me anything about my body it didn't teach me how to listen to my hunger cues all it did was continue that shame spiral of me mm -hmm. telling my body that it was wrong for being hungry wow and so that's why I am so so passionate about simplifying healthy because mm -hmm. I've done it all and it just, it wasn't, and even when I was my fittest, Charles, like it wasn't sustainable. My mm -hmm. brain was so consumed by food and worked out. And I thought I was the, I was fit and I was healthy and I had everything I wanted. But the day I realized, but, happy. but it wasn't even that I wasn't happy because I was happy, but I was exhausted because my brain was always on of constantly what, going, figuring out what it is you need to do next. next. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and then eventually like you run 48.6 miles, like what is next? You know what I mean? Like you do all these challenges to see how far you can go and to keep yourself accountable because your baseline keeps increasing. Well, right. at some point you top out and then what do you do? That's why so many people, once they lose a lot of weight and they've reached their max, like they mm -hmm. physically can't do anymore. And so they go backwards. And so like uh -huh. my job, I figured out how to hack that system. Um, and my job is to make sure that you as a human expand and grow and develop. So like, as we change your habits to make you healthy physically, the rest of your life and body matches. Um, so amazing. That was a lot. Anybody you know, had a lot to say. I, I love like that. I, and you, and, I've and you know what? Was, that's okay. I mean, this whole, I just want to really get to know you. We can get to know me on the next one. Not a problem. But I want to know if anybody wants to work with you or if anybody is listening here and they're like, hey, that sounds like something I need to do. How do they do that with you? Or what would you say that they need to do next? What are their next steps? I mean, do they go run a 5K? Do they, what What should they do? Um, yeah, I will love to answer that. In my heart right now, I am feeling very pulled to say this um, for whatever reason. It might be my ego. It might be me needing to validate myself. I spent 12 and a half years in nuclear power, which is a very male dominant high demand high stakes everything was due last week pressure cooker of a work mm -hmm. environment and i had to learn how to navigate my health in mm -hmm. our work days and really really high demand and high stress and so like i get it and so if you're feeling overwhelmed right now and you're like i don't even know how to wear another hat that's where i come in because you don't need another hat you need to, we need to learn how your life and your health 
like merge together. Mm -hmm. And so do I think someone should go run a 5k this weekend to start their health journey? Absolutely not. It's not the right answer. Um, it's what I have learned that works best is let me tell you what doesn't work. It does not work long-term if you jump into a four five, six day a week workout plan in a very strict nutrition program, will you get results? Yes. But as soon as you're no but you're relying on discipline, you're relying mm -hmm. on compliance, you're relying on the hype motivation from the person running the challenge or your support group, mm -hmm. that shit wears out. That, that flame fizzles, the candle dies, and then you have to like keep relighting a new candle and that's exhausting. It doesn't work long term. And so what I recommend the most and how I work with my clients is we start at the beginning. It's like 10 basics. I mean like basics. I don't want you to change how you're eating or how you're drinking or what you're doing. I want to know like, can you add a vegetable to every meal you eat? Some days, sometimes the answer is no. Sometimes the answer is I don't want to. But, can, but asking yourself that question, can I add a vegetable? That's so non-threatening. We're not changing anything. And then we start with like, no one can magically create an hour in their very busy schedule instantaneously. So we got to figure out how to work movement in. So like, can you find two days this week to move your body intentionally for 20 minutes? And I don't care what that movement is, right? Like is can be a walk. Maybe you do want to start running. Maybe you like swimming. Maybe you enjoy gardening. Like I really don't care, but I want it to be intentional for 20 minutes. Um, and then we just build from there gradually over 12 weeks so that at the end you've developed the daily habits of a healthy human, which is nice eating in a way that serves your body because you know what your body needs no one's telling you what you should or shouldn't eat your body knows you're moving your body you're stretching your mind because everyone wants to succeed at the things they're doing and so like it's where the high performance coaching comes in and why i'm so passionate about that process because we all want to achieve no one wants to feel like a failure so how do you right. how do you do it all um and how do you get your priorities straight so like healthy people know their priorities, they move their body, they eat well, they get good sleep, but that doesn't happen overnight. And it doesn't happen when you rely on discipline and compliance, like your whole body has to go on the journey. I feel like discipline does help though. Like if you are, you know, I think that discipline is key. And to a lot of this, you have to be disciplined enough to even just be on the journey and want to make the change. But I understand not military discipline. Like you have to be up at 8 a.m. And if you're not, then you're a freaking failure. I don't believe in that. But I do believe in, okay, these are the three things that I'm definitely going to do today and be disciplined and true to yourself to want to do those. I think that that is valid, if that makes sense. So, yeah, but I want to put... So I get that. No, I 100%. And I love that you feel that way. A slightly different thought to that. Is it that you're disciplined to do it? Or is it that you are so clear on your goals that those are just the steps you have to take to get there and that you have to show up for yourself because you made a, because it's about not lying to yourself anymore. Yeah, maybe that's it. Being clear on your goals. But I mean, 
So maybe that it's the wrong verbiage, but that's what I think when I think discipline, like, no, I want to get this done. I'm going to do it. You know what I mean? But, but not teach it. I mean, that's true. In the business world, you got to be disciplined and you got to be committed. Like you got to be clear on where you're taking this bus. And then you have to decide you're no longer lying to yourself about what you're going to show up and do. Amen. Amen. Well, to that, I think that's that's very true. When very you stop true. lying to yourself and you follow through on the things that you say you're going to show up and do differently, that's how you build confidence. It's, it's not commitments to everybody else. It's the it's the things you've said that you want and you going after that that breeds confidence. So be a discipline to yourself, not for somebody else, not for you're not doing this because somebody else told you or because it's a good reason for them. You're doing this for yourself. So be integrity and integrity yes, yourself. There you go. I love that. That being said. I think we should wrap this up yeah. and say thank you so much for watching first off. Thank you so much for sharing your experience as a child and how you got here. And uh, I know that you've helped a lot of people just now who are listening in that can relate. So thank you for being so vulnerable and opening up your heart and telling us your story and Absolutely. being very clear on what it is you do and how you got here. So right. thank you. you. Yeah. And if you need any help, the Tiffany Sims, S-I-M-M-S on, I spent a lot of time in the Instagram world. So if you message me over there, like we can just chat, no pressure, just chat about what's going on and get you going in the right direction. I love that. Well, thank you so much for being here and we'll see you next week. That's true. He was talking. Bye.